This podcast is brought to you by Trend. Trend is a micro-influencer marketing platform that helps connect brands with influencers. Learn more, join our network, or start an influencer campaign at trend.io. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Trend. I'm your host, Jay. I'm going to be doing a solo episode today, and we're going to be talking about a little bit of e-commerce, specifically looking at some Shopify stores. So we're going to be looking at how you can kind of improve your store and kind of really win and drive sales in e-commerce and retail. Um, So we're going to be looking at a few different examples today. Um, And if you want to follow along, I'm actually on the Trend website in our blog section. Uh, Check out trend.io slash blog slash 15 most successful Shopify stores. Um, you can just go to our blog, trend.io slash blog. Um, check it out over there. I'm going to be following along closely with that article. And we're also going to be doing some bonus tips as well. Uh, a couple of tips that aren't necessarily on that article. So let's jump right into it. So we're going to be talking about a couple different uh, or a few different Shopify stores, 15 Shopify stores. And so I kind of want to go ahead and jump right into it and kind of look at some of the best examples that are out there. Now, these Shopify stores have been around for a decent amount of time. A lot of them, they've done a really good job of building an engaged audience and they're doing it in a bunch of different ways. So My hope is after you kind of go through this episode, you'll be able to take at least a few different actionable tips that you can implement on your retail store. And even just in e-commerce in general, um, there are some examples that are pretty not just limited to your Shopify store, your retail e-commerce store specifically. Um, So there are going to be some ideas you can do outside of that. And I'm hoping you can hopefully take some of these away and help them to boost sales. So the first store we're going to dive into is JB Hi-Fi. This store is really focused on really good deals. So uh, they do a lot of tech deals, a lot of DVDs, music, electronics, all that stuff. One thing that you should really copy from there is going to be their discounts um, and kind of like how they are in tune with what their audience wants in terms of those discounts. So there's a lot of stuff going on on their site if you go to their homepage. But one thing that's really big is the fact that they're really in tune to who their target customer is. um, And it's really just focusing on people that are looking for value. Um, So it's not necessarily the discounts themselves. It's just the fact that, you know, people are looking for value, uh, value electronic deals, And that's where they're really hitting with this messaging. So make sure that you're really in tune with your audience and your message really matches up. The next brand we're going to look at is Fashion Nova. This one's become a really popular brand recently. Uh, You might have seen them on Instagram. They do a lot of stuff on Instagram. They partner with a lot of influencers as well. Um, They've really tried to position themselves recently and trying to really just elevate the brand. One thing you're going to see over here that's a little bit different than a lot of other stores online is going to be the fact that you're not really going to see models wearing Fashion Nova when you go to their website. A lot of their stuff is going to be user-generated content that kind of leans in also to the fact that they're using influencers, but they're really just looking to source their content mostly from product users, people that are actually using the brand. Um, I think this one's really in tune with 
what Gen Z looks for in terms of how they respond to advertising. They obviously don't really respond to the traditional forms of advertising and user-generated content is something that really resonates with this group. I think that's why you see Fashion Nova kind of doing that and how they've gotten really so big, just kind of tuning into that. Um, the next brand we're going to look at is Kith. Some of you might be pretty familiar with this. Uh, they do a lot of different stuff. Um, I actually follow the creator of the brand, Ronnie Fieg. He does a lot of awesome collabs and things like that. He's even got his own kit store. I've been there myself. Uh, it's a really cool uh, streetwear kind of like brand, fashion brand, and it's just become really popular. One of the things that I think they really hit the head on, and this is kind of going back to that idea, you don't necessarily always have to do something on your store. It can be stuff outside of it that kind of drives traffic back in. One thing that Kith does really well is the fact that they do experiential things. So that's really big. Uh, one of the things that's really cool is uh, their Snark Park installment in New York uh, that has treats as well as branded apparel. I think that's a really cool thing. Um, anytime you can kind of make people a part of an experience, it kind of increases your connection to that brand, I think. Think of it as, uh, I guess a really good example might be even Target. Like a lot of people that shop at Target, they love going to the Target stores itself. I don't think Target would be as successful. And obviously it was started before, you know, people were able to build direct to consumer brands um, or just do like e-commerce strictly. Um, but I don't think it would have the same wow factor if you weren't able to go in that Target store and experience kind of the way that they have things laid out and kind of just how that experience is. Um, so I think experiential can be a really big winning point. Um, that can be a little bit more expensive um, depending on what you're trying to do, but you might be able to get away with it by just hosting a quick pop-up or something like that. Doing it in a big city, it's a really effective way to get some more eyeballs on your brand. The next store we're going to be looking at is The Brick. Uh, what I think they do really awesome over here is their inspiration section on their website. You should definitely check that out. Um, it kind of has their products showing them in different situations, like how you can use them. Um, and it also showcases some seasonal trends as well. So I think it's really cool to show these lifestyle photos. That's going to be really big. Obviously, if your product user can't see them or your intended product user can't see themselves using the product or see examples of people using the product, they might be less likely to buy. Um, the brick is selling big items like home furnishings, appliances, mattresses, all that kind of stuff. All that stuff has really huge price points. So if you can't see a bunch of different examples of how this is being used or how this would fit into your lifestyle or whether this is the right fit, it's going to be much harder to make a decision on something that has such a high price point. So I think really key over here, uh, show your product in use. Another one that uh, really does a good job is Ruggable. So if you're not familiar with Ruggable, check them out. One thing that they do that's really cool is they incorporate a lot of multimedia. Um, having videos in on your site is really big. It's one of the most engaging forms of media, video. Um, way more engaging than images. People tend to stick around a lot. That's why you know, a lot of video sharing sites have become really big. Like obviously everyone knows YouTube, but TikTok has been on the rise really. It's just because video is such an engaging format. 
Um, so I think it's definitely a really good thing to put in there. Also with video, if you're using video, a lot of people are going to think you have a decent budget when creating some of this stuff, as long as the video looks like it's high quality. So if you're going to do multimedia, first of all, make sure it's high quality. But when you do do that high quality video, what it does is it shows basically some social proof, right? Obviously, you're investing a lot of money into producing this video, and that kind of makes you a little bit more reputable as a brand other than someone just taking like an iPhone camera um, and shooting some video that kind of shakes around or something like that isn't steady. Um, it kind of shows that you're invested in your product. And obviously, if you're invested, it's because you're making money, right? This product is a good product. There are other people that are using it. So we're going to jump into another example over here, Raycon is a really great brand to kind of copy as well. Um, they do a lot of influencer marketing. So I think the key thing over here is use influencers. I think they can really make a huge explosion on your brand, especially if you're in the middle of launching a new product or you're thinking about even just launching your product right now. So if you're listening and you haven't yet started your product, consider using influencers when you go to launch. I always connect back to one of Trend's own examples that we've used. One of our clients, uh, Moon Ultralight, uh, they have this selfie light that goes on your phones. Um, they partnered with us and we really just like crushed it together, created almost 50 pieces of content, got over 300,000 impressions. It's a really crazy campaign, really good for just bringing people back to the site uh, and kind of creating that hype for that launch. So definitely use influencers when you can. Sometimes it can be a little bit more of an expensive idea, but like I said, the idea of all of these things is to give you a few actionable tips you can use for any type of budget. Um, if you have a little bit of a higher budget, influencers definitely a really good route to take. Another brand that we're going to look at, their store, Cymatics, uh, that's C-Y-M-A-T-I-C-S. So one of the things that they do that's really cool that you might want to consider copy, copying is free item add-ons um, or just giving away something for free. It's a really good way to kind of just bring someone in. I think about this as like the first original example is probably uh, perfume samples. You know, a lot of perfume brands end up putting in magazines. Obviously, people don't buy magazines as much anymore, but putting in magazines like a perfume sample. Um, so a really good way to just kind of like hook someone. And even if you go into the store today and buy some perfume, um, you know, you might get a perfume sample or a few different perfume samples. Um, free stuff is always a good way to kind of bring someone in. Um, so if you can think about what that can be, it can be something small, it doesn't have to be your full size or main product. But think about maybe something in that space. Another brand that we're going to look at is ColourPop Cosmetics. They do a really good job over here with collabs. They've worked with brands like Disney um, just to create like some collaborated products, like co-branded products. Um, it's just a really good way to kind of double your reach. Um, so obviously Disney and ColourPop aren't going to really be in competing areas, right? Disney's known for more of its like entertainment aspect. ColourPop is like more of their like a brand, like high-end cosmetics. Um, so a little bit different, but I think when you kind of bridge that together, um, 
you bring in new audiences, you bring in people taking a look. Uh, and it's a little bit of social proof as well, right? For ColourPop specifically, if you're a big Disney fan and you'd never heard of ColourPop, uh, but you trust Disney, obviously, if you're a big Disney fan, um, and you see these items, then maybe you might lean in a little bit more. Um, and then on the reverse side, you know, maybe you're on the fence of ColourPop and then you see this really cool collaboration with Disney. Uh, then you're a pretty big Disney fan and you're like, all right, this is where I'm going to go and purchase stuff. So collaborations are always a really good move um, as long as you aren't really crossing over. I think it's a good idea to explore some out there. Next brand we're going to be looking at is Gymshark. Gymshark does a really good job of bringing people in every single year, and that's through their annual challenge. So they have this thing called Gymshark 66. It's an annual challenge uh, to help maintain their followers' fitness re resolutions uh, and just kind of follows them over the first uh, over 66 days. Challenges with your products are really good, right? Um, it kind of just brings in people uh in this like kind of community kind of fashion i mean who doesn't love a really good challenge who doesn't love to compete um everyone loves to be competitive um in some way or some form and also it kind of builds that sense of community you feel a little bit more responsible in terms of participating in that challenge right if you start in that challenge and there's other people that are doing the same challenge and you're engaged with that community, you're much more likely to stick around. And that's just even better for Gymshark, right? Because it's gonna produce more content. Um, so if you can do some kind of challenge, um, one thing that I kind of relate this to, uh, going back a little bit more to TikTok, obviously this isn't a product itself, but music, right? Uh, a lot of different music or tunes or kind of like cutouts of songs, have been reused over and over again on TikTok with different challenges. And that kind of really makes this huge effect, this multiplying effect. So if you can get something where you can get a bunch of people to buy in um, on some sort of challenge or some sort of competition, it can be really huge for your brand. Another one we're gonna look at is Culture Kings. Uh, so you can check out their website. They do a lot of stuff with product kind of scarcity. So they have a ton of high-end products um, and they kind of create a little bit of scarcity for it, um, like limited editions, obviously like upgrades and stuff like that. So creating scarcity is really huge, right? If you, I, I think a really good example is Supreme uh, does a really good job of scarcity, right? As soon as they launch something, people want to buy it. Um, they only create limited quantities and then it usually ends up reselling for a ton more money. Um, just even further fueling the hype, right? Because then those stories get picked up by news outlets, all that stuff. So if you have a really good product that a lot of people are buying, uh, maybe add something to your line that can create some sort of scarcity. Another one that we're going to look at is um, Allbirds. Um, so Allbirds has been really successful. Um, they've been a brand on the rise for a while now. Um, I think one thing that was great that they do is highlighting the product itself, just highlighting like, you know, what the materials are that's being created with the product, how the product is built, um, you know, just kind of really angling yourself and leaning into your product offering. I think that's a really good way to kind of build rapport with your audience, right? If they know more about your product and 
how it's created and where it's from, there's a bigger chance that they're going to be able to resonate with that. A lot of people resonating with things like, you know, organic products, those kind of things. Your product has built been built by from with uh, sustainable resources. I think this could be a huge win. Definitely talk about that. Touch on those unique selling points that you have, right? Um, how unique your product is, and that's what can really resonate well with your audience. Another one we're going to look at is Bombas. Uh, so you can check them out as well. Uh, one of the things that they do really cool um, is they donate uh, product in exchange for purchases. Uh, so they make a donation to a person experiencing homelessness for every purchase you make. Another good example of this is Tom's. A lot of people are familiar with Tom's. Uh, so if you can, uh, maybe try and connect your brand back to some sort of social cause. I think that can be a really good way to build audiences. Uh, some software companies even do that. I mean, looking outside of e-commerce and retail right now, um, there are some software companies where if you purchase their software, uh, they'll like plant a tree or something like that. I think it's a really good way to connect your brand to a social cause. Uh, in fact, 50% of Americans say they would buy from a company that supports causes they believe in. Um, so that's some kind of social proof towards that as well. Another brand that does a really good job is the Ridge Wallet. Um, one thing that they do is they offer free shipping. So uh, free shipping has been proved over and over again to be a really good way to get someone to buy your product. No one likes to pay for shipping. I don't like to pay for shipping. If you're listening, you probably don't like to pay for shipping. In fact, 90% of shoppers say free shipping pulls them to shop online instead of in-store. Um, it's just a really convenient way. Um, and if you're concerned about offering free shipping or something like that, that it's going to cut into your margins, uh, considering rolling up the price with the price of uh, or the cost of shipping with your product, right? If your product is you want to retail it for maybe like $45 um, and shipping is going to cost you $7. Maybe you sell it for $50 or $55, right? If you sell it for $55, you actually can offer free shipping and you're going to make even more money on top of that. So it's kind of just finding that good balance. Free shipping can be huge, especially if you're doing just direct to consumer. Um, really focus in and see if you can offer uh free shipping on this. Another brand that we're going to look at is Third Love. They do a really good job of showing diversity. Um, I think one thing that's really big, whenever you're putting together your product images, uh, try and work on having some diversity in them. Uh, focus on having different types of models, different types of people. It kind of just goes back to that idea we were talking about earlier about making sure your product resonates with your audience. Uh, we kind of talked about that with JB Hi-Fi a little bit, but make sure that that's the case. Make sure that your product resonates with your audience and showing a diverse group of people using your product is a really good way to kind of show that off. Then finally, the last brand we're going to look at is Steve Madden. Um, Steve Madden does a really good job with this that we're about to go through and so do a lot of other brands. A little bit of personalization, um, putting together some related products can be really huge. Um, can kind of just increase the value of your cart, make people more likely to buy more stuff. Um, so wherever you can use kind of analytics to figure out what people are buying when they're buying a certain product, 
use that to your advantage, create some personalization. I think it can be really huge. And now for a couple of bonus tips that aren't on the article. I think one thing that's really big, reviews. Social proof is really big. Make sure you have reviews on your site. Make sure people can see image reviews, um, text reviews, sizing fit reviews, those kind of things. Make sure you've got all those different features on there. Another thing that's really big, high quality content. Make sure your images and your videos are super high quality content. Kind of leans in a little bit to social proof, but you know, if someone puts together some low quality content, seems kind of untrustworthy. Um, people are less likely to trust that. And so I think you've got to really lean in on that high quality content and make sure that everything's good. All right, well, hopefully you got some really good actionable tips for your Shopify or retail store, your e-commerce store, and you can put those to use right now. Go ahead, get out there, get on the grind, and we'll see you next time on The Trend.